So there's this report out there. I don't know if you've seen it. That seems to suggest that Donald Trump could end up under investigation. I know in previous podcasts, we've told you about the other charges that he could be facing. And that's important. But this is different. This this is brand new information. Something most of us have never heard of. And here it is. The New York Times is reporting that both James Comey and Andrew McCabe have been audited by the IRS. Of course, you might be saying, so what? People get audited, right? Well, well, think about this one a little bit. Is it possible that this is just a coincidence? Well, I guess. I should tell you before I get too far into this that this is not just uh, a story that is being uh, suggested by um, the New York Times. No, 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 no. This is a formal investigation because the IRS is already asking the inspector general for an official review. So they're saying, hey, why did these guys get audited? And and we want to report on this because it looks a little weird. In other words, they want to know whether Trump's Key word here, right? Adversaries. Adversaries. Comey, who investigated him along with McCabe, were targeted to see if, if they cheated on their taxes. The story's, story's already being picked up, as you might imagine, by all the, uh, the, the cablers. Here, take a look. The New York Times reports that both former FBI Director James Comey and former Deputy Director Andrew McCabe were subjected to this invasive audit. It actually is something that costs the person Mm. who gets it a lot of money, even if they did nothing wrong. Now, I think to understand this story, we really, what we need to do is we need to understand in real time who is or who was Comey and who was McCabe uh, and why that matters so much to the story, particularly, of course, to former President Donald Trump. So Comey was the FBI director And he was being, do you remember? They did a movie on this. He was being courted by Trump, who tried to enamor him in a friendship when he invited him over for dinner, which then Comey said, okay, this is a little weird. I better write down everything that the president says, because the president of the United States doesn't usually do something like this with the FBI director. Comey, by the way, would have none of it. When Mr. Trump tried to take him to dinner and tell him, look, let's be friends, et cetera, et cetera, Comey said, nope, 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 nope. I'm, I'm an FBI director. I'm not allowed to be commingling with you, Mr. President. And th- that did not go over well with Donald Trump. I mean, it, it, this is where it turned into a movie and it embarrassed Trump, to be honest with you. So Trump fired Comey. Got rid of him. Get the hell out of here. I don't care if you're almost seven feet tall. <laughs> you're out of here, right? You're fired, right? As Trump would be uh, known to say, Trump went on after this, as is his nature, to call him just about every name in the book. And we've read all that. We saw all that. As for McCabe, his reason for making Mr. Trump dislike him was pretty simple. He took over for Comey and would also not play ball with Mr. Trump. So the president fired him as well. Right? Why? Because, well, because Mr. Trump wanted his own guy in there. And now here's McCabe describing when he got this audit from the IRS and said, what the hell? 
I actually got noticed about mine uh, in October of 2021, and they were auditing me for the tax year of 2019. Now, I will say that my wife was suspicious from the beginning and, and uh, had a few choice words for me about it. But And of course, I should have listened to her because it uh, looks like maybe there is something else going on here. But again, remember, we, we talked about this a little while ago. Is it a coincidence? People get audited. So is it possible that this is just a coincidence that the, the two guys who were running the, at the very top of the Justice Department would get fired by the President of the United States and then get audited by the IRS? It's possible. But here's what Lawrence Tribe says. Now, remember, Lawrence Tribe is considered one of the most respected guys, right? Constitutional professor of law over at Harvard University. He says, this kind of political targeting is a serious federal crime. No coincidence, he says. No coincidence for sure. Why? The odds, he writes, are 30,000 to 1. 30,000 to 1. So there's a 30,000 to chance uh, to 1 odds that you could get audited by the IRS. And oh, what a coincidence. The two guys who ran the Justice Department got audited by the Justice Department after they got angry or made the president angry. Now, why does Tribe matter? Tribe matters because he is uh, generally an honest broker on these things. He's not one of these Republican guys who always gets called by, you know, Fox News to nail the uh, libs or a uh, lib who gets called on by uh, MSNBC to nail the Republicans. He's actually, Tribe has defended Trump in the past from accusations including the so-called Russiagate accusations. He defended Trump. He went on the air. He went into the lion's den. He went into CNN and uh, MSNBC and said, no, you guys are full of shit. Th th these charges are not going to stick because when you really look at it legally as a constitutional lawyer from Harvard, I'm telling you, you may not like Trump, but he didn't break the law here. That was tribe then. And this is tribe now saying, no, this does not look good. Well, actually, what Tribe is saying is that if somebody comes forward and testifies that Trump ordered them to weaponize the IRS against a citizen of the United States for political reasons, you know, trust me, we're, we're Latinos. These are the kinds of things that happen in our countries where the president of the United of, of some country, I don't know, name your country, Chile, Ecuador, whatever, right? picks up the phone and says, I want this guy investigated. And suddenly they start investigating him. That's, that's highly illegal by U.S. law. If, according to Trump, if Trump did that, or if somebody comes forward and can prove that Trump did that in the Justice Department, Trump would face federal crimes and could even go to jail. That's serious. Here's what else we need to talk about. If Trump continues to come under assault from the uh, January 6th committee, or worse, is as a result of that investigation, he ends up being charged or even arrested, then what happens to the GOP ticket? What happens to the Republican Party? Who's going to be at the top of the party, at the top of the ticket? Well, according to several editorials, including a prominent editorial in the St. Louis Post-Dispatch, written by Lynn Schmidt. She is writing that Vice President Mike Pence and Wyoming Representative Liz Cheney might just be the thing that saves the Republican Party and our republic. Those are her words, by the way, not mine. She's saying that. 
And it's a prominent editorial that's being picked up all over the country now. That she's saying the future of the Republican Party depends on Pence and Cheney, Pence president, Cheney vice president running in the next ele election in the Republican presidential primaries. Think about that for a minute. Think about that for a minute. Now, as far as Pence goes, this is obviously happening because he has officially distanced himself from Donald Trump. In fact, here um, at the Federalist Society is, is, is where he did it. This week, that President Trump said I had the right to overturn the election. But President Trump is wrong. I had no right to overturn the election. The presidency belongs to the American people and the American people alone. And frankly, there is no idea more un-American than the notion that any one person could choose the American president. Um, that did not go over well with Trump loyalists, as you might imagine. I was just on uh, a very popular podcast. It's called Valuetainment, the Valuetainment podcast with uh, Patrick Ben David. You've probably seen him. Uh, it, it, it gets a lot of play and a lot. It's got a lot of followers. Here is how, when I was on that show, the, the, the Patrick and his team reacted when I suggested that some are now talking about a potential Pence Cheney ticket. Let's take a listen. Pence Cheney. Man, that doesn't I just sound good. See that. I just don't see Pence Cheney. I don't see that at all. Yeah. I don't, I see, don't see them Cheney. coming out of the Republican primary. And I don't see Democrats being like, okay, we're going to take our Pence guy. That's it's. I guess the argument is they want to go back to the middle, right? And uh, yeah. is there, but to your we question, which is a really astute question, that. Adam, is is there enough juice in the middle no. to be able to support something like I, that? I had without a conversation. Splitting the party I had horribly. a conversation with, remember our friend Joe? He's going to be, uh, he's going to cry when he hears this part of the podcast i called him we called him on the phone and i said joe this guy is maggot out trump like rush limbaugh is his hero <laughs> and i said who do may he rest in peace yeah yeah uh who do you and i'm speaking on behalf of the maga community the trump community hate more democrats or rhinos he goes it's not even close <laughs> what do you think his answer was the lucinis of the world he goes we right. cannot stand the the toe the line Republican ah, rhinos, the Mitt Romneys yeah. of the world, the Liz Cheneys of the world, the Adam right. Kinzingers of the world, and now somehow Pence, I guess, is in that yeah. world now because he's out of MAGA world, I guess. So if uh, what Adam is saying and what Patrick is saying and what I heard today while I was uh, uh, asked to be uh, a guest on that podcast is that the thinking among Trump loyalists is hell no we will never go along with pence or for that matter with cheney right they're not going to go along with pence because of what they saw him do where he kind of threw trump under the bus at the federalist society and they're not going to go along with cheney uh since she called trump a cultist uh which in fact has become her rallying cry take a listen to this we have too many people now in the republican party who are not taking their responsibility seriously and who have pledged their allegiance and loyalty to Donald Trump. I mean, it is fundamentally antithetical. It is, it is contrary to everything conservatives believe to embrace a personality cult. And yet, that is what so many in my party are doing today. Is the Republican Party a personality cult? I think that large segments of it have certainly become that. A cult? Yeah. 
I mean, I think there is absolutely a cult of personality around Donald Trump. Here's the thing. And this is where I, um, I like to spell it out as it is. I like to spell it out as a Latino. If you go back and listen to some of the podcasts that I've done, you'll see that I don't necessarily swing from the left or from the right. I, I have a tendency to call them as I see them, right? And in this case, I'm here to tell you that uh, the establishment may not like uh, Cheney um, or may like Cheney because she stood up to Trump. But I, I guarantee you there's enough people in this country who will not accept Cheney for a different reason. You know, those that will not accept Liz Cheney, it has to do with somebody else. Somebody out there who's listening to this podcast right now who is tired of endless wars in this country. And here's what I mean. Liz Cheney is not just a hawk. If she runs on the ticket as a vice president, she's going to play a, a major part, right? Her ideology, her background, her family. She's not just a hawk. She's a super hawk. I mean, if, if there's a war, she's going to say, yeah, let's go in. Let's go. Her family has gotten rich, as we know. We can't hide this. This, this is not MSNBC. We're not going to pretend we never saw this or heard this, right? Her family, her dad, obviously, has gotten rich from wars that are completely unnecessary. Are voters going to not remember that her father is worth hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars because he lied us into a war in Iraq and that he happened to be on the board of Halliburton? Ran the company prior to becoming vice president, first time in the history of our country that somebody has gone from being a military contractor to running the country, essentially, and pushing us into a war, the Iraq war. And then most people would argue you also mismanaged the war in Afghanistan. See, I don't think we can forget to talk about those things. Those things are going to come up. That stuff's important. Only if CNN and MSNBC and others in the corporate media help them do so, help them not remember, which is exactly what, by the way, they always do. You know, if you watch MSNBC, if you watch CNN, they don't seem to care how many people you were responsible for killing in Iraq or Yemen or Afghanistan or Libya, as long as you go on their air and you say you hate Donald Trump. So that's your Trump card, right? Go in, say, I don't like Trump, and they let you get away with anything. Anything in your past, anything in your future, anything you've done, anything you may do. And damn it to hell, man, there's something uncomfortable. There's something uncomfortably opportunistic about that. It's like watching shows on MSNBC, like Morning Joe, where they bow down to John Bolton. John fucking Bolton. Simply because he turned on Trump. I guess that's all it takes. It doesn't matter that he's a hawk and there doesn't seem to be a country in the world that he doesn't think we should invade. Here's Bolton, though, talking Trump. Do you think President Trump will seek the Republican nomination for 2024? I, I do not think he will run in 2024. I think he knows he lost in 2020. He'll never admit it because he's got such a good con game going against his own supporters. He fears losing in 2024. He hates being known as a loser. He'll talk about it incessantly. He may even announce he's running, but when it comes right down to it, he won't run. So there's Bolton. He writes a book about Trump saying Trump's a jerk, and all of a sudden everybody's inviting him to talk. 
and none of them ask him about the fiasco that was Iraq or Afghanistan or any of the other wars that he's gotten us into. Here's another one, Bill Crystal. There's no one more responsible for the disaster that is Iraq than this guy. Crystal's the fucking founder of the project for the New American Century. It was an organization that was made up for war profiteers and politicians and weapons manufacturers and neocons who put out a document that essentially said that we should make up some kind of shit about Saddam Hussein so we can invade Iraq and then take his oil. No, I know. Those are not the words in the actual document. But go ahead. Find the document, read it, and you'll see that I'm really not that far off. Trust me. <laughs> it might as well have been the words. And that guy, that William Crystal, he's now a favorite of the MSNBC crowd and is incredulously laughable to think of that. That here's Bill Crystal on MSNBC whenever he wants to go and they treat him like he is a genius. Why? Well, because he's giving them what they want. And here it is. But four more years, four additional years of a person who's becoming increasingly unhinged, I think that's the question this raises. That's it. Just go in there and say that Donald Trump is unhinged and they'll put you on the air and they'll forgive you and forget about anything you may have done in the past. And you know what? That's not journalism, by the way, at least not in terms of what you're supposed to do, which is provide context and perspective. And there's no context and there's no perspective there for the viewer. That's Bill Crystal, And those are members of the media now kissing his ass, the limousine liberals who hate Trump but love wars and don't give a crap about anybody anywhere in the world or whether their children were killed by what is often, and we should admit it, especially if we love this country, our screwed-up foreign policy. Right? And that's just the way it is. And as Latinos who, who come from countries where... We have seen this, lived through this, or experienced these foreign policy disasters. We get it. We get it. And these are the kind of things that just need to be told. I would love, love to hear what you think about this. What do you think of uh, the Boltons and the Crystals of the world and how they are now um, welcomed, embraced, by uh, the media, the corporate media, the cable channels, the network channels. This is the Rick Sanchez News Podcast. We do this for you because we believe that as part of Agua Media, Latinos, being 120th of the population of the United States, need to be included in the discussion. And this is what we do. We don't want to be Latinos who are only discussed negatively. More important, our content here, the one that you're hearing, it's not corporatized. I think you could probably tell. So reach out to us. It's important. You're going to be able to find us on Apple or on Spotify or wherever you get your podcast. Take us with you. You don't have to be Latino to like the conversations that we have here for you. Oh, and if you happen to be picking us up on uh, YouTube, subscribe. We'll be looking for you. Andale. 